0: I think people are going to be willing to give Ashes a chance because of how ambitious it is. And, you know, even if the game is not perfect, there may be enough player-driven content in the game to make it worth it to play. Hey, guys, it's Bad Cause Dad. We're back. It's Tom Scott. We're joined by our buddy Rob. And today we're going to talk about the gathering reveal that was uh, showcased in last month's live stream. Uh, I know we're a little late, but hey, we get to it. You know, you're getting the news uh, last from us. But anyway, we're here. We're going to talk about it. It was it was pretty cool. And so we just uh, want to touch on it and discuss some things. Rob, welcome back, man. Uh, what have you been up to? What kind of games have you been playing recently since last time we uh, talked to you?
1: Doing pretty good. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I, I had recently got a PS5 and I started playing some console on there. Nice. pretty much same as before lost ark is is pretty much my go-to every day doing my dailies, waiting for the next update to come out
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: wait did you get god of war not yet okay hmm. I, I will eventually all right that, that does look awesome
0: and that's gonna be that's coming out on pc right
1: yeah but not for like another year it's it's uh, only ps5 right now
0: gotcha all right scott what about you man what have you been up to what have you been playing
2: uh, I've been playing a little overwatch too. Uh, <laughs> okay. that's about it. And it, it's I got a bunch of beef with that right now as I'm sure a lot of people do mm. But other than that, man, I just I just haven't had the time to really play much and the energy and I've, I've just been if, if spot or Mikey's on and wants to play a couple games or two I'll jump on for that because it's familiar doesn't require a lot of thought or uh, preparation I can just get in there and and shoot the shit for a little bit,
0: and then. What do you think about it? Uh, like with the new monetization system and stuff, does it bother you? You're like, whatever.
2: Yeah, it, it does, and it, I don't know if it's necessarily fair because all the games today, the main ones that people play, especially shooters, the battle pass is kind of like the staple of it now, mm. and I think a lot of Overwatch players, myself included, are are having a little difficulty with the shift from how it was to now what it is. Um, Not that I played the game to get loot boxes or skins or the, the, what was it? Not the ranking, but I guess you could kind of like get new portraits. The longer you played, it was kind of cosmetics um, and stuff
0: like that. The gold weapons and all that
2: yeah uh what prestige yeah, I, mm. so it was like loosely kind of prestige and it they seem to have taken a lot of they've taken out a lot of the things that kind of were intrinsically rewarding and strictly mm. moved to a monetary um like standpoint of how you play it and it's just it's still fun it's it's essentially the same game with new heroes but it, it feels like it's missing a little bit of that that piece, that draw that that kind of encouraged you to keep playing. It and it's a lot it's it's along the lines of a lot of stuff we've talked about here when it comes to MMOs. Like we play because we get something out of it, whether it is cosmetics or titles or achievements, whatever, you feel like your time being invested is is worth it. And mm-hmm. it it as of now, I'm just yeah, it's like I play the matches, but I don't feel like I really am moving towards an ultimate goal or an ultimate reward system, so to speak. Without dishing out money, of course.
0: Right. Yeah, well, I know we're coming off kind of a Destiny 2 kick, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and they kind of have that same seasonal model, right? Or at least I got the battle pass that went with it. Yeah. And after I finished the battle pass, I kind of was not as motivated to keep playing. You know, I finished all the stuff, got all the cosmetics, all the rewards, and, there, you know, obviously PvP is still fun, so you can do that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's the pro and con to the seasonal model, right? To the battle pass. It's like yeah. once it's done, you kind of walk away or you can, and maybe that's about design. Yeah. Maybe they don't mind, you know, and I respect just, them for that if that's their philosophy.
2: In my opinion, they unnecessarily removed aspects of the game that people liked. And mm. yeah, I, I wasn't one to buy loot boxes, but hey, after playing a few games and leveling up, it was fun to get a loot box and to just get even if it was dumb shit all the time and not necessarily a cool skin it was still rewarding and it's like that's really not there anymore unless you buy the battle pass each time right which is really kind of overpriced especially like the skins in general um Mm. they're charging 20 bucks for one skin or something at least in a game like warzone if you spend 20 bucks you're typically in most in most cases you're getting like a skin a couple guns a an emblem, you're, you're getting a few things, but for just one skin that you really don't even see most of the time. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it has a, a big sense of greed to it. And while I understand their goal is to make money, they are business. It just seems a little over the top for me.
0: Well, from one game with predatory, uh, business practices to another, let's talk about ashes, right? Um, yeah. Five hundred dollars for alpha access. Um, no, I'm just kidding. They're not gonna have uh, loot boxes, so uh, that's good. Yeah. Just gonna be straight sub, which is nice, I think, for a change for an MMO. But mm.
2: it's going back to the roots. Yes, yeah. what our, our our older generation here is kind of used to.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm joking about that. Ashes fans, don't roast me. Um, <laughs> uh, although I did see that uh, the Riot MMO. Lee just came out and said it is going to be free to play with only cosmetic cash shop to fund the game. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing they're trying to follow the League of Legends model. But uh, I mean, I don't know if that works in MMOs. I mean, Guild Wars kind of has that, but they've kind of struggled over the years for money, it feels like, to put out consistent content sometimes. Right. So Uh, I'm not a fan.
2: I mean, we we did that video a while back on the... Caches of creation and yeah, I I'm still maybe it's just that I'm old now, man, and I I like the original model, um, mm. but I I know they're charging. What did you did you buy Alpha two yet? Isn't it like no, seventy I, bucks or something?
0: I haven't. No, it's more than that. I think it's almost two hundred, maybe two fifty to get wow. to get into the Alpha. I mean two. Uh
2: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't feel too good about that. Just from like an ethical standpoint it's not necessarily the money but
0: the steven the creator steven said hey don't buy it like this isn't to fund the game like the game is funded Mm -hmm. to completion you know so i don't know yeah (laughs) i guess it's to limit the the amount of people who are getting in and testing i guess they don't want everyone who wants to play the game in at one time how would you manage that Mm -hmm. um but still either way yeah um so i don't know maybe it'll be a a business write-off for the bad, cause dad expense account. If I pick that up, and we'll these are see. things
2: we can, we'll still assess as time goes on. It's yeah, nothing is set in stone yet, so we'll kind of <laughs> weigh that when when the time comes.
0: Yeah, well, the gathering showcase uh, didn't dissuade me from wanting to put down two fifty. It definitely, you know, piqued my interest more. So. Uh, I guess let's start with you, Rob. What was kind of your big overall impressions when you saw the gathering revealed? Did you think, like, it's not that much? This is kind of meh? Or was it like, hey, this is something cool. This makes me want to play the game even more?
1: No, I, th- I thought it was really cool. Um, <clears throat> I like the... Uh, I-, I particularly like the uh, the animation of the tree falling down mm-hmm. and how it kind of it looked so much more natural than you see in most other games. Mm. Um, I also like the... Um, when you're when you're mining rocks, you don't know what um what minerals is going to be in there until you actually crack it open. That's kind of a cool idea because with other games, you kind of know what you're mining when you're looking at it. Whereas here, it's kind of a crapshoot. So if you're looking for something in particular, you might need to, um, you know, keep looking and looking and looking. And so I'm I like that I'm
0: assuming it. it's going to take up. I don't know if it's a charge of whatever your mining tool is, or it's going to degrade your mining tool. So you are kind of taking a risk, right? You're not exactly mm-hmm. sure what you're mining, and you're going to be using up, you know, that mining tool to do it. But yeah, what about and you? That's Scott? what
2: Steven talked about too. He, Steven talked a lot about the risk reward uh, mm-hmm. in the game, and I think that's a huge aspect. I, I personally am like a, I'm a huge Stephen Sharif fanboy at this point. We've been watching him a while now, and when it comes to gaming, I feel like we share a lot of the same philosophy. Uh, and I, I feel as though he has
0: just a, just a bunch of, of old dudes talking about yeah, MMOs.
2: Yeah, it's he wants to get back to the the good old days, so to speak, when when we when MMOs were still, for the lack of a better word, they were kind of magical. They they just mm. were cool. They were different. They were unique, and they. They were unlike anything we had experienced up until that point. So, and I think he mentioned this in a, probably, it might have been in the archery video where where he showcased the ranger. He said that graphics don't make the game, right? The The gathering, the trees falling, the physics, that's not going to make the game good. But if the game is good those little cool details are going to make you the experience, the immersion better. So when I see things like that, I'm just excited because it's adding on to my excitement for the game already and and just how the foundation is going to be. And then all these little nuanced um, aspects that could just make it more engaging and and fun, no matter what you're doing.
0: Yeah. You hit the nail on the head for me. It's immersion, right? Like Mm -hmm. Rob said, like just the animation of the tree falling, like, Maybe there, it, that is in single player games somewhere. I mean, I'm not into a big, you know, into crafting games, so I don't know or gathering games. But uh, like when I saw that, my big point of reference is always Age because it had a similar system. You know, you could chop down trees in the open world and all that stuff. And But it kind of just fell and like disappeared after a second kind of a thing, you know, but this is like highly yeah. immersive i'm hoping even they take it a step further and maybe i know they were speeding up the regeneration you know what i mean and all that but i'm hoping maybe you see like the tree stump there for a certain amount of time so if someone comes through behind you they see like oh someone's been on a a war path Mm -hmm. of chopping down trees through this section of the (laughs)
2: forest that's how valheim was right when you plant it when you plant it they'd like be little sprout little sproutlings they have
1: I think there was, like, a time thing where in, like, four hours it would become mm. a full-size Yeah. Tree.
2: I remember when we built the... On our main base, I, I had laid the ground, and you remember I built, like, the trees all in the back? Yeah. And I remember just logging out after chopping them all down and coming back in, they were all growing back the next day. It was just... It, mm. It's it's cool. You, you feel like you have this progression. So if it can give me a f- similar feeling to a lot of the features in Valheim when it came to gathering and crafting that is awesome and for being somebody who's not generally into that stuff it it makes me excited for that stuff is
0: it giving you guys a Valheim vibe when you look at bit. some of this stuff
1: yeah a little bit um I mean Valheim is kind of a it, it doesn't have the, the the graphics of a lot of games but because of the way it is and because of how different it is it, it kind of pulls you in mm-hmm. so even though you're not stunned by the graph there's certain aspects of the graphics that kind of stun you like h- like the sun setting over the water but like you look at like the characters you're like oh this is just like this is look like a game from like 10 years ago
2: in 64
1: well <laughs> not even that like looks like ps1 type graphics
0: yeah a little mm-hmm. bit yeah. mm-hmm.
1: but because of there's certain aspects that kind of pull you in like the music was great like every area had its own like little music that fit Mm -hmm. um you know they just need to update their game
2: (laughs) yeah such as such as the gaming gaming world right now right
0: yeah i think this is going to be a theme for me throughout all the stuff we talk about is it's just like this extra that they went that they didn't have to do right it's almost like a tip of the cap to the people who want to do artisan stuff right like just gathering and crafting it's just another level of detail that if if that was my main thing maybe like you rob i don't know or just like crafting i would be like i appreciate this this is amazing like they didn't have to go this extra mile with the animations and the the system that they've gone with and so i don't know man i was pretty impressed and i think we kind of touched on this but you know the visuals only matter if the game is good right And so um, we will see in the long run. Um, The other thing they or Another thing they mentioned that I thought was interesting to me as a non, you know, crafter gatherer. Most most games was that usually why I feel like it's so boring to me sometimes is the nodes respawn in the same location. Right. In MMOs. Anyway, you hit the mine, you mine the ore, you wait. And certain amount of time the ore comes back in that same location, right? And so, I don't know. That's kind of boring. Or especially if there's not shared resources, you know, you have people fighting over the nodes, and everybody knows yeah, where the what node is going to be. No, we do, but it's just not random enough. It's it's like everything all is always going to happen in the same pattern all the time. Is that a big deal, Rob? To you, like, it, I, is it interesting that nodes are going to spawn in random places? And so you're not going to know every time where things are going to pop up? Or do other games do that that you've played?
1: It definitely makes sense for certain, um, what's it called? Like certain uh, resources, like trees can grow anywhere. You know, a a Mm. seed falls from a tree, it can grow anywhere. Mm. I think the mining is probably going to be a little different because, you know, mines don't grow. (laughs) So it kind of takes you out of reality a little bit. Right, But yeah. I don't know. It, it, well, it'd, it'd, it'd be
2: awesome out. if there was like something. I started thinking of Lord of the Rings. Like if you could actually go in and mine inside mountains or caves, like that'd mm. be an awesome aspect. Yeah. That could, I don't know if that's in there, but
1: it should. Or or dig for to find mines, dig mm. to find resources.
0: Mm. Well, I would hope that, I don't know if they alluded to this necessarily, but we know seasons are going to play a big part in yes. gathering. Yeah. And so I think if you're close to a mountain, you're going to have more mining possibilities, I would hope. And if you're like in the riverlands, maybe it's more of a place to gather, you know, flowers or, you know, different things that are going to be specific to that region. You know, obviously forest, you have to be in a wooded area. So I think one of the cool things about the randomly spawning nodes is... First of all, you don't know where where they're going to be, but it seems like they're putting in a system that if you can progress and progress in a gathering enough, they're going to give you this tool called a surveying tool. And so what that's going to do, it seems like is going to allow you to survey a certain area of land to maybe find out where some of those uh, random spawning nodes are and maybe even identify some of those Um nodes so i i don't know i thought that was kind of cool like i said just another layer that gathers get what did you guys think of that system when you heard about it
2: go for it rob
1: i think uh i think it's a good idea but i think they could even go further and make it more like a like a leveling system like the more you the more you gather the better your character gets at kind of perceiving where stuff is like make it more Mm. of a a slide rule rather than a you get it or you don't hmm
0: I think they did mention that. I'm trying to remember exactly. Maybe they said if you were, if you, the more you leveled it up, maybe you got more, like they called them like pylons, like more areas that you could put out to encompass the area you wanted to survey.
1: I know, like in, in, in Valheim, what they do is like, so if you, if you, um, as you chop down trees, every, every, you know, I don't know, 100 chops or whatever it is. You get a little bit better. You get a little yeah. bit better. You get a little bit better, right. and to the point where if you max out like two swings and you chop down an entire tree, they could mm. maybe do something like that, where you just get progressively get better as as you're actually doing the the gathering.
0: Mm. I yeah. know in in Archage, they did have a system, and I know Steven's taking a lot of influence from Archage, but they did have a progression path through your gathering. So I think there was maybe two areas similar to to ashes. You could max out like two areas. So I did mining. So as I put points into my mining path or just points into that mastery, I was able to mine faster. So if I started hitting a node at the same time as someone who wasn't as high as me, I would get the node because I would finish the mine faster. Um, and then also the higher you get, the, the mine would yield more resources the higher your level was, kind of a thing. And then in the Archage system, you would mine a node, and then there was a chance that a special node would spawn, like in that right on top of that node, like for an even rare thing. And so it was all tied to the progression. Like the more you were progressed in that area, the higher chances you had for all of that stuff. So I'm hoping, I think Ashes is going to have a deep progression system through like whether it's gathering yeah. or artisan, you know, crafting, I hope. Um, and I hope that surveying is a big part of it because as a, like I'm going to be a gatherer. I think Scott, right. You, we've talked about that. Yeah. Me and you, we're going to be out in the world. We want to gather stuff, chop down trees. So as me and you are leveling up right over
2: those resources,
0: hundred percent. So as we're leveling up our, you know, mining or lumberjacking or whatever it is, we can also, I'm hoping surveying is like, its own track that you can maybe invest in. Like if we want to figure out, Hey, where are more of these rare mining nodes that we want to get? And we can just like an extra layer of gameplay for gatherers or crafters or whatever.
2: They've spent so much time on making this world beautiful and immersive. So Mm -hmm. anything that number one gets me out into that world and then adds a layer of progression and Mm -hmm. uh, achievements I'm all for that. That sounds uh, super appealing and it's just, it's another element that I can engage in that I probably wouldn't normally do in other types of MMOs. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a cool system. It seems like to me. Um, mm-hmm. but then I, I think the, always the question that we kind of asked the last time we talked about crafting is like, how do you balance, you know, how do you make sure crafting is as good as gathering is as good as processing kind of a thing. There's going to be a lot of moving parts here to see if they get it right. And in most games, like I said, I didn't play Valheim, but most of the time that's all kind of lumped into the same bucket. Like, you know what I mean? Like gathering and all that is kind of the same. You get the same XP. So hopefully the, they'll have meaningful paths for all of them.
2: The the difference here. that I think is gonna be both problematic and quite interesting to spectate when this game does come out is, for, for a game like Valheim, they could tweak as they went along and it wouldn't really affect the gameplay. There was really no balance issues. But when this game comes out, I expect a lot of tweaks that will have to be done because I am fully expecting somebody's gonna figure out, how to where to craft everything or where to get the best resources and how to craft it the most efficiently. And there is going to be severe imbalances. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen this in games before and in pre-existing games that have been around where they come out with a new feature and it just completely, you remember that thing in star Wars where you could like make a macro on the gambling machines or something <laughs> and people became billionaires <laughs>
0: Well, there's been a lot of I have a f- issues with people become duping the game to be billionaires in Star Wars. So right. Inflation's but, uh, out of I'm control. talking about something like that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm talking about it. Right. Yeah, they're going to... Somebody's going to figure out the most efficient way to do it, and kudos to them. I mean, those kind of people are smart in their own way that figure out the games mm-hmm. like that, but when, you, when they're promising this many different intricacies, there's just bound yeah. to be imbalances.
0: Yeah, we know a few people who may or may not have been permabanned for uh exploiting a few of those those uh bugs yeah. in Star Wars. But uh no names. Anyway. Uh <laughs> speaking of balance, <laughs> th- this this next one is probably the most uh I don't even know what to say, groundbreaking or like interesting mechanic that they are trying to pull off. And I think it goes hand in hand with kind of the intricacy of the node system. You know, I know we've shown on here before, like their node system test where they, you just see it, you know, they run a simulation over time of nodes rising and falling and XP and all that. Well, they're introducing this thing called, I don't know exactly if this was the name of a land management system or land management score. So every zone is going to have its own score, that goes with, with it to the health of the zone as far as the gatherables of the zone or even the uh, the animals or whatever, you know, the things that you can hunt in that zone. So, for example, one of the things he said was, look, if you over, um, you know, chop down too many trees in that zone and the, you don't give the time for trees to grow back, the land management score is going to drop And in doing that, less trees are actually going to come back. Or if you over hunt an area, for example, if you take out um, a bunch of, you know, uh, prey animals, then the predators are not going to have enough prey in that area. And so then the predators are going to decrease as well. So there'll be less wolves if you hunt all the birds or whatever in the area or, you know, rabbits or something. And so then you won't be able to gather as many wolf pelts in an area or if the trees don't grow back. And so there's going to be this sliding scale land management score that ties into every zone. And so that may impact like, Hey, we're in a zone where maybe we're citizens of a, a node somewhere and we want to be, you know, we need this resource, but Hey, all of a sudden this area is like mined out. Like we can't get the stuff we need here then we're like, Hey, we got to move. We got to go somewhere else where we can get this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is going to create an interesting, um, gameplay mechanic where you're going to see people needing to get out into the world and maybe traverse to other parts of the world to get materials that could be scarce, either from people taking all the resources in your area and your, your, you know, zone being poor for resources now or that specific resource or whatever, you know, obviously if you're in a desert node, you're going to have to travel somewhere to get lumber anyway. You know what I mean? Either to buy it on an auction house or to go get it somewhere. But this is another thing where I'm like, is this like too much? Is this like, this sounds kind of insane. Like, this could be its own game. This is like Farming Simulator, you know what I mean, <laughs> or something?
2: Yeah, it's like Farming Simulator, Civilization, all <laughs> rolled into one. I, I This has always been my biggest worry of this game. First of all, I completely admire them for trying to even take on that level of complexity and innovation. I just keep... I cannot help but feel as though in some ways they could be shooting themselves in the foot here. Um, that's my only hesitation, man. And I don't know if you guys have been feeling that Uh, and maybe it's just the old grumpy cynic in me. I don't know,
0: Hmm.
2: but it, it is a level of complexity that we have not seen in an MMO yet,
1: which is awesome. You know what it's going to do? It's going to force, Different groups to just fight over land, like in real life. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. It's the most realistic MMO mm-hmm. approach that I've seen up to this point.
0: Well, coming from ArcheAge, ArcheAge was all about politics. You know, I'm sure you've heard stories of even like, uh, what's the EVE Online, right? Like you've heard oh, the yeah. stories of the politics of trying to control areas and do things, and ArcheAge was pretty similar to that, in a lot of ways and so you know even old school wow guilds controlling areas to get certain resources you know what i mean so i do think it is going to be like that and i think (laughs) you're gonna need someone in your guild with good communication skills right because you're gonna have to be forming alliances or with other groups you know what i mean to ensure things work but i think that's that's what steven's going for like uh, this isn't a theme park game right this isn't a on rails you go to this quest you go to this you go to that and you beat the game you know it's you kind
2: of and i think this could simultaneously be its biggest strength and weakness mm. and it all depends on i think it's timing honestly whenever it comes out what other games are out where the kind of gaming hive mind is at that point in time it could really hit but it could mm. also crash and burn pretty quick if it if it's too much
0: Yeah, this is kind of a side note, but uh, I would say my worry is not for me. Well, so personally, I like the subscription model. I think that's the best model because constant funding of the game can have them to have a a consistent cadence of content that they Mm -hmm. put out, right? However, you know, I would have said the same thing when Wildstar came out. You know what I mean? They went with a subscription model, and I was like... That was the last game I was really hyped for, You know, and I can't let myself get hype anymore after what happened there. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't make it. They went free-to-play pretty fast. <clears throat> and it, so, it was
2: executed poorly. Right? Yeah. And I think the yeah. timing was also bad again. That's why mistakes. I mentioned timing.
0: But at the same time, too, like like when Star Wars came out in 2011, right? There, yeah. there were no free to play MMOs. Like that really wasn't a thing yet. Guild Wars in 2012 was kind of like we're gonna do. That's you just true. buy the game once with true. no sub, but it wasn't free to play. But now, free to play is like the norm, right? Like it's yeah. things have changed over time, and it may even change more before before Ashes even comes out. And the mm-hmm. the, the comp- right now, Ashes is paired up against the Riot MMO. Which, like I said, we were talking about earlier, just announced they're going free to play. So, I don't know. That, that's my concern. I don't know if it's like a big deal, you know, but I think people are going to be willing to give Ashes a chance because of how ambitious it is. And, exactly. you know, even if the game is not perfect, there may be enough player driven content in the game to make it worth it to play. Like if, even if everything's not perfectly balanced, we might be able to go in and say, you know what, that's fine. We still have goals that we can do. We can rob, you know, rob our crafting overlord is going to say, look, we still can go after this. I need you guys to get this material. We need to do this processing, regardless of what anyone else in the game is doing. You know, we want to build a ship. We want to take goods over here. You know what I mean? We want to fish. We want to. Kill this world boss. So even if it's not perfectly balanced, you know, I, I don't think that's what they're going for totally. And I think
2: too. We did I cut you off? Finish. No, your you're pod. good. Sorry. Go ahead. I, go ahead. Did. Okay. Um, I was gonna say like we might be looking at this too myopically. Like we're going into it with an already established um, understanding of how maybe we think MMO should work. And we keep talking about here, like we just said a couple minutes ago, we're going to be all fighting each other, just like real life. But maybe that's not realistic. What if what if there's a guild that is purely just a nomadic trading guild? And the server starts to recognize them as that. They have no problem. They don't interfere. They provide mm-hmm. supplies. They provide resources. And that's what they become known for. So what if what if that's a reality and it's yeah maybe there are two quote-unquote superpowers that constantly go at it Mm. but i think even if that does happen there's still kind of a niche that every player or group can can fill and the the, we we looked at the map the map is huge there's it's not like we're going to be out of luck on finding resources and places to go but if the world is ever changing if the environment's changing then new new types of of um i guess how these different guilds interact is going to constantly be shifting too and who knows maybe a guild will suddenly grow and find themselves in a uh element rich area and they now become one of the wealthier communities like it, it seems, it's all up in the air right now we're only I mean, it, people watching, we're really just speculating here, and we're talking yeah. from our previous experiences and, and what Steven's saying and how that's all going to eventually just come to fruition. So it 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 has potential, but it also has drawbacks.
0: It seems like their goal, they're trying to make all the different parts of the game very symbiotic, right? Like, if yeah, you're a crafter, a you, need, you need a PvPer to go... Either mm-hmm. gather—that's a gatherer too—who can go fight for areas, or you need people to protect your caravan, or if you're a PvP'er, you have to have someone to craft your stuff. Like, you can't mm-hmm. do everything on your own in this
2: game. And you need PvEers to go into the dungeons and raids to get rare materials. So, hundred percent, everybody has a role.
0: Yeah, and so, yeah, I don't know. That—that's that, kind of all I want to touch on in gathering. I, I don't know. Do y'all have anything else that stood out on the gathering part before? I kind of want to touch on a little bit of the, this PVP drama that's going on. Just real quickly touch on it. But, uh, was there anything else from the gathering stuff that you guys wanted to talk about?
2: I'm, I'm kind of good on that. Okay. Rob. Yeah, me too. All yeah, right. I'm pretty good.
0: Let's do this. I'll just recap <clears throat> real quick. We'll make this a short. We won't go too long in this. Cause like you said, it's symbiotic. It kind of ties in, but so there's a video put out, um, recently, Um, a guy called Lucky Ghost, which I've watched some of his videos in the past, like some of his Guild Wars 2 stuff. Mm -hmm. But basically the gist of the video was that you don't actually like this kind of game and you're not going to like it. He's (laughs) like, you don't want to always open... He's like, I did this poll on my channel. I just didn't call it Ashes. I said, would you play an always-on open-world PvP game? And he's like, 80% of you said no. So I was like, Mm -hmm. obviously... This got a lot of people in the Ashes community going, right? They were not happy about this because he actually, <laughs> he tried to say the flagging system was this way. He, he, there, There's a lot of misinformation. He didn't have the system exactly right. You know what I mean? And so he was just yeah. like, we're, you're not going to like this game. This, and he was making like very like stern statements. Like, I know you're not right. going to like this. Not like you may not like it. And so anyway... A lot of people, some were on his side, some weren't. Um, The gist for me, though, was that instead of asking for changes, let's like wait and see how it plays out, right? Let's test Alpha 2 and see. But his opinion, too, I'll kind of, this is what I think a lot of people were caught up on is, Basically any interaction where you get killed, he was labeling that as griefing. And I think that's too broad of a term for griefing. Griefing to me is like people are camping your body and wow, or something like that's griefing. Griefing is not you're going for a node and one person kills you. That's not griefing. That's like intended mechanics, right? Like yeah. you fight. I don't know, Rob, as a person who's not a PV peer, do you have worries that you know you're going to get griefed in this game or is this going to be something that's going to cause you not to play or what is even your take on grief what does griefing mean to you in general
1: well if if say like you said someone's like camping out my body after i died Mm -hmm. and keep killing me before i can get it i'm i'm a i'm not a great fighter but i am very relentless so Mm. they will get tired before i will
2: I will, I will I, your I, I, I will keep
1: coming, no matter how many times I die, because I'm not gonna let you <laughs> stop me from playing the game. Well,
0: <clears throat> I would say I was like, like that like at the one Black time Knight
1: from Monty Python, but yeah, then <laughs> get cut off my arm. I'm they got this arm.
0: <laughs> I would, you know, one point he did bring up in the video, which is I do is true to an extent. He's like these PvP guilds are like the sweatiest, most degen People ever they'll stay on 24 hours a day to, you know, cause eventually we have to go to work, you know, or something mm. and they, they don't, they're probably like kids in college or high school or something. Um, but I think and ashes, why I think it's going to be fine. Is this uh, corruption system, right? If you yeah. kill someone, a green, and if you, if you turn purple to kill, so, kill a player to PK someone, and they don't fight back you instantly turn red or you gain corruption right and if you do this enough times you will get killed on site in towns the guards will kill you kill you (laughs) you have a chance once it gets high enough to drop your gear like full gear drop your abilities in pvp get dampened over time so you won't actually do that much damage Um, eventually you'll just get one shot by a noob, you know, a low level, you get more corruption. If you kill a lower level person, you know, who's not on your level. Um, I don't know. There's even more stuff that is going to try to disincentivize griefing or killing players for no reason. Right. Or just to say, Oh, this guy.
2: Disincentivize. Is that a word? Now it is. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it's decentivize.
1: You know, I heard some, something similar. They're they're thinking about I'm doing. Sorry, in, that, uh, I just made my brain stop
2: for a sec. Let's question my reality.
1: Mm. <laughs> they're I hear they're doing something similar for Diablo Four, where mm. like if you start killing uh, newbies, you you become like you get to a point where people can actually see you on the map, and it becomes like more of a prestigious thing to kill you. And not really? only that, but that the more you. I just kill- looked the more the more you yeah, kill smart. when you go to <laughs> towns to try and buy from merchants the prices will start getting raised mm. so it's actually disincentivizes you from from uh from killing new people
0: well you I forgot about that you just mentioned it as you get more corruption you do show up on the map and people can take bounties to come kill you people yep, from military yep. nodes uh, so <clears throat> here's the other thing right ashes has so much opt-in pvp that th- that is where most of the pvp is going to be done right caravans it's opt-in it's not open yeah. you have to choose to do it castle sieges node sieges guild wars like the majority of the pvp in this game is not going to be ganking but you
2: know what you're getting yourself into
0: correct like is there a chance you could get ganked while you're out gathering yes but the person who chooses to engage with you knows that there's a chance you might not fight back and they could get corruption. you know what I mean? So yeah uh, I uh, you know, the guy probably had some good points. I'm not saying his video was invalid, you know, uh, right. but I think we need to test you know the system first and I think there's time to iterate to make it, you know, where there the penalties are so harsh that hey, you have to really be sure, if, if you know someone has a rare material, okay, maybe it's worth getting some corruption to get this thing we really need. And that's, like he said, that's the risk-reward. That's the trade-off, mm-hmm. you know, that you're going to have or whatever. So, I don't know. That that was kind yeah. of the drama. People went back and forth, you know. People he even c-
2: said that it would be a, like, punishable offense, like griefing. Mm by the game masters.
0: Correct. If you were crossing the line, yeah. Yeah. If you Mm -hmm. cross the line, it's a, you know, it's TOS. You could get, you know, timed out or banned or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, I I think the system's going to be fine. I'm not that worried of me and you are out gathering and, you know, or whatever. They're kind of trying to incentivize fighting back. Like if you, fight back on someone who tries to kill you you drop less stuff you know you have less of an xp debt so i don't know i I think open world pvp is going to be fun but there's going to be so much other pvp in the game that is not open world or that's opt-in that i I don't think people need to worry that much about pvp always being on in the open world guys thanks for joining us i like i said i'm still excited about this game the gathering seemed cool i animations were awesome and i like we're talking about, there's still even room for improvement on the animation. So, you know, by the time alpha gets here, maybe I spend the 250 to get in. We'll see what it looks like. I probably will. will. I will. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, Like, and subscribe. It really helps out the channel. Of course, leave a comment too. We want to talk about some more of this stuff in the comment section. What do you guys think about the reveal? Are you excited? Are you not a gather? Are you worried about griefing? So I don't know, but we'll see you guys next time. We're out of here.